My name is Megan McClanahan. I work for the U.S. Forest Service as the Wilderness Operations Lead out of the Gunflint Ranger Station in Grand Marais. So you've issued a self-permit and you're out winter camping on a remote lake somewhere. What do you need to know in terms of the leave no trace principles in the winter? Because the conditions are very different, obviously. For sure. You know, the same standard rules apply in terms of how many people can be in a group. So just remember that only nine people can be together at a time. And that includes on the ice, on a portage, on a trail or a campsite. But our durable surfaces change in the winter time. So what something that was a non-durable surface in the summer, like some of our grassy or mossy areas, you know, those things start to go dormant. And then they have a big fluffy layer of snow on top of them. And then we also have the ice. So the ice becomes this other durable surface. But we still have our designated campsite that people can use if they want. But in the wintertime, you don't have to camp there. In the summertime, you do have to camp there. So that's something that's different. Um, if you're planning on just, you know, hanging out, you can do that wherever. But if you're planning on camping, you don't have to do that at a campsite. But you need to think about, okay, so if I'm not at a campsite, what's another spot that would make sense for me to camp? You know, you don't want to just go right in the middle of the lake. That's not going to protect you very, very well from the, from the wind and the snow and just privacy in general. Um, so a lot of times people will tuck themselves into a little bay, kind of like at the forest edge. But if you're going to have a fire, that's a really, really crucial thing to think about in the winter time. Because a lot of times it is hard to tell between a live tree and a dead tree in the winter. And it's also hard to tell where the ice meets the land or the water meets the land. And so we, we definitely do not want to be cutting anything that's alive. So really understand what a dead tree versus an alive tree. Think about those cedars that when they're growing from the land, a lot of them like to reach really far out over the lake and extend themselves and then they'll kind of curve up to some folks with an untrained eye that looks like a dead fallen tree but cedars are this amazing tree that can do some pretty wild things for survival and so really be observant in what you're using for firewood don't take or cut anything right from the shoreline a lot of animals depend on those a lot of the shoreline depends on that for erosion control and then just for other visitors, you know what it feels like when you're paddling along the lake and you just see a big old cut log um, sticking out, you know, that is a visual impact that could affect the wilderness character. So think about where you're going to have your fire. If you are camped at a campsite, then you want to make sure you find the fire grate and you have to have a fire in the fire grate. If you're camped at a campsite in the winter, you also have to find the latrine. And so you just kind of look at the woods, you look for an opening and a gap in the tree line and you walk back there. A lot of times it's like a big mound of snow. So grab that shovel, shovel it out. Um, that way we're keeping the human waste consolidated in that latrine. If you're not camped at a campsite, then you want to walk 250 feet 
away from the water to use the restroom. I'd highly recommend packing out your toilet paper. And if you want to have a fire not associated with a campsite, the most durable spot is the ice. So make sure you're completely off of land. We know what a fire scar looks like. It can, it can really impact an area if it's, if it's on soil or on a rock even. So put it on the ice and the best practice is to make it in a fire pan. I love that cedar example because yeah, they do. They, they reach out over the, the lake pretty far, right? Do you see a lot of infractions out there? That's why I highlighted those two specific ones, just because they're, they're different than what folks are used to in the summertime. So not cutting live vegetation, don't cut pine boughs off of trees, off of balsam or pine, and then where you're going to have your fire. The other thing too is, you know, understanding where the wilderness line is. There are some lakes on the periphery of, of the boundary waters that share this boundary between non-wilderness and wilderness. And so it's your responsibility to understand where that boundary is, whether that's across the lake or across land. If you, if you don't know, you can always talk to us. We have maps that we can share with you. Same with those local outfitters and, and resorts and online. Um, but just make sure that you know where the wilderness line is. In, in the wintertime, we also try to put up ice signs to mark on lakes. Like for example, Clearwater Lake, we always put ice signs up there just to show where that boundary is. But as we know, signs can fall, signs can get moved. And so even if you don't see something, but you know that that's the line, it's still, it's still the line. So you know, just make sure you know where you are when you're out there. Great. And what should someone do if they come across a site where someone has cut live vegetation for, you know, their, their winter mattress or something under their Mm -hmm. sleeping bag, or there's been a fire lit inappropriately, or what if someone, you know, stumbles across winter campers who left behind garbage or, or Mm. waste, what should people do? Mm, Great question. I tell you what, what we do and what a lot of other visitors do is um, since you're there and are able to see and access that stuff before the new snow falls and covers it, you know, if you're, if you're willing and, and able to pick up that trash and carry it out, that would be awesome. If you're willing and able to take those pine boughs and distribute them into the woods or just disperse them into the woods, That's what we do um, because that way, one, the trash is being removed from the area. You know, if there's food associated with it, it's not going to attract animals. Two, it's going to discourage other folks from doing it. Um, People, humans have this this way of of seeing other behaviors and then sometimes people will want to do the same thing or think, hey, that, that last person did it, so maybe it's okay. What's the difference if I do it? If you're not comfortable taking care of those things while you're there, that's totally fine. You know, either way, you can please report it to us if, if, if you want. You can call the front desk at the ranger stations. We do our own form of management from there and we try to get out and clean it up. But as you know, the wilderness is huge, so it takes us longer to get to everything. So we see you all as partners too in managing 
the land, this public place of wilderness. So yeah, but at, at minimum, if you want, just give us a call and let us know where that is, then that is helpful for us. Well, thanks, Megan, for joining us on Keep It Wild, this regular podcast feature on WTIP. We really appreciate hearing from you and, and for sharing all of this information with our listeners. Well, thanks, Stacey. I'm super excited. It's a great time of year and super fun time for us, too.